The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Every time a missile misses its target, a train derails, or a faulty airbag fails to save a life, we wonder whether these failures, which can sometimes reach catastrophic proportions, are caused by a counterfeit part that may have infiltrated the supply chain. Welcome to People to People, working together for your safety with host Stan Salat. Stan has the answers to your questions on protecting yourself and the safety of your loved ones, including your pets. Don't miss out. Now, here is Stan Salat. Hello and welcome to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is How Safe Are We? This is an update 2015. Leading industry representatives and distribution professionals work hard to assure us about the safety of their manufactured products. While at the same time, medical professionals, research institutes, are warning us that many potentially life-threatening diseases could be caused by ingredients found in the same products. Who can we trust? And most importantly, if we decide to trust leading experts, can they give us a realistic promise of safety that can be tested and backed by scientific data and analysis? Safety standards were developed to protect us from bringing harmful chemicals and counterfeits into our homes, gardens, and garages. My guest today, uh, returning guest actually, Mr. Bruce Mahone, will reveal what he is doing to help change the way things are currently done. We will talk about uh, what what Bruce has been doing uh, over the last uh, 14, 15, 18 months since he was last on the show and talk about getting involved with supporting the everyday use of anti-counterfeit and hazardous substance standards. How to take action now to get your favorite retail store involved, become party, becoming part of the solution. Today's show is brought to you by our platinum sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management, LLC. You can find BQPM at bqpm.com. They specialize in helping companies develop and implement their quality management, their anti-counterfeit detection mitigation programs, as well as their hazardous substance uh, restriction uh, implementation programs to ensure products are being designed, developed, and uh, marketed that are, in fact, free of hazardous substances. Another of our platinum sponsors is Secure Components, LLC. Secure Components was the first company in the world to achieve the AS6081 um, compliance and certification under the IECQ system, the International Electrotechnical Commission's uh, certification to the detection and mitigation for distributors. 
uh, Secure Component specializes in obsolete, helping companies find obsolete and hard-to-find components. You can find them at securecomponents.com. Our bronze sponsors are C-Trend. C-Trends is a supply chain specialist, also providing uh, counterfeit uh, free, if you will, or uh, a system of detected and mitigated counterfeits. You can find C-Trends at ctrends.com. That's C-T-R-E-N-D-S dot com. Concord Components. Concord Components is another of the distributors specializing in the detection and mitigation of uh, counterfeit avoidance and restriction of hazardous substances. We also are pleased to have sponsorship from Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Conference in Australia. The group down there in Australia sponsors us and works with us <coughs> excuse me, on a regular basis. Uh, the one difference with agingaircraft.com at dot .au, the folks down in Australia, is you have to spell theirs a little bit differently. It's A-G-E. Ingaircraft.com.au. So, without further ado, I want to talk a little bit about Mr. Mahone. And Bruce has been on our show, as I mentioned earlier. I'm going to welcome him in just a moment. But before I do, Bruce has been a leader in aerospace policy and technical issues in Washington, D.C. since 1988. He has been involved in the development and publication of over 10,000 aerospace standards during that time. In 2006, Mr. Mahone became the Director of Washington Operations Aerospace for SAE International. They've been doing a fantastic job of helping to uh, address the issue of counterfeits, uh, particularly in the military, but it goes well beyond that. In that capacity, he oversees the SAE aerospace-related interaction with the U.S. government and the many standards, educational, and research organizations in Washington area that affect the global aerospace sector. In previous positions, he has coordinated technical uh, activities in the aerospace industry, association, and the American Gear Manufacturers Association. He has also served as chair, uh, chair and secretary of ISO Technical Committee 20, Aircraft and Space Vehicles. Mr. Mahone has had extensive interaction on aerospace issues with the U.S. Congress, numerous government agencies, and the United Nations Office of Outer Space Affairs. Prior to moving to Washington, he held various engineering and lecturing positions throughout the U.S. Bruce, it is a true honor and pleasure to have you on the show again. Welcome. Well, thank you, Stan. It's great to be here and uh, discuss these issues, which are such great importance to the U.S. and to the world. Well, I must say your your resume speaks highly to the work that you've done. I've known you for a while now, and uh, if anything, that resume or that uh, biography, if I, if you will, uh, understates the many great things you've done over the years. Well, thanks, Stan. It's uh, Getting to meet with audiences like this that uh, really help us get the word out on the importance of avoiding counterfeits uh, to avoid primarily aviation safety, where I primarily work, but the 
systems and standards we're developing would apply to all of the sectors you mentioned uh, as you introduced the show. Well, very good. Um, I'd say to, to get us started here, you were on the show about, oh, I guess it was around 15, 18 months ago. It was October of 2013, actually. You were one of the the first uh, half dozen or so guests that we had on the show. And again, I, I do appreciate you uh, being on the show and doing that for us then, as well as now. Um, to yeah, get that, us started, to get yeah, to get us started, um, how about a bit of a, an update? Um, well, before we get into an update, uh, the audiences change all the time. So why don't we start by giving uh, the audience a bit of a, a more specific background on, on what you're doing with SAE and uh, back, back there in cold uh, Washington, D.C. And I mean <laughs> cold as in weather to cold. It's not so bad. The trees are starting to flower a bit. The leaves are starting to come out, but <clears throat> it's not California. Let's be honest. <laughs> yes, um, that's that's true. It's not Florida either. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of great things are happening. Uh, we started this process. Uh, well, first of all, just to let the group know, SAE is a engineering society made up of about one hundred thirty thousand engineers around the world who primarily work with vehicles, whether it's uh, aircraft, uh, space vehicles, automobiles, trucks, buses, tractors. Uh, we're very big in developing technical standards for various aspects of these vehicles to improve their safety. And we have a strong working relationship with the U.S. government and governments around the world, which reference our standards and their regulations, knowing that if uh, people who design and operate and maintain vehicles follow the SAE standards, they will have safe, uh, worthwhile, and dependable vehicles. So that's our charter. We've been doing it for over 100 years. Um, it is a nonprofit. It is a consensus-based organization. It's not a place where one company or one individual gets to push their opinion through. Rather, it's a place where all the technical experts in a given sector meet and put their minds together and come up with a consensus view that shows up in a technical standard we publish, and then the standard is used around the world to maintain vehicle safety. Um, about eight years ago, uh, NASA, along with the Department of Defense, came to us because they were worried about counterfeit electronic parts getting into the supply chain which would make the uh, spacecraft that NASA flies or the aircraft that the Department of Defense flies or any of the other uh, many, many vehicles that are used by the U.S. Defense Department, uh, it would make them unsafe if these counterfeit parts got in. And there was showing up at that time a proliferation of counterfeit electronic parts being sold, uh, many of them coming from Asia, but coming from many different places. So we started to work with DOD and NASA to develop standards that would show you how to have what's called a counterfeit parts control plan. Uh, many manufacturers of all types and many organizations of all types for about 20 years have developed quality management systems. You've heard perhaps of ISO 9000 or AS9100 and related standards that show you how to 
have a quality management system so that whatever your organization manufactures or whatever work they do is consistent and uh, has high quality. Well, this sort of, these anti-counterfeit standards take things a step further in addition to uh, showing companies how to have a process to make sure what they manufacture or produce is high quality. It shows companies how to have processes to control and manage their supply chain uh, to the end that they never receive any counterfeit parts into their inventory. And it's a rather involved process, but it pretty much comes down to a few simple points. Uh, one is that if you're buying important electronic parts that are critical, you know, we're not talking just like the refrigerator light or something that could fail, and other than not finding your orange juice late at night, <laughs> doesn't really hurt you. We're talking about things that would bring down an airplane or, right. you know, cause a truck to blow up or something like that. They're much more critical. And if you have this critical part, first thing you want to do is buy it from the original manufacturer who made the part, if you can. If that original manufacturer doesn't distribute it directly, perhaps you want to go to his authorized distributor who has the full uh, paperwork trail and warranty and packaging that he gets directly from the manufacturer. But the problem with uh, sectors like aviation is that airplanes fly for so long Quite often, when you need replacement parts, they have been out of production for 20 years. And then you go to independent brokers and distributors who provide the service of collecting these obsolete parts and then reselling them when they're needed. Um, That's a great service to the industry. The problem is uh, there's the possibility that since those parts they broker or distribute, they often cannot get them directly from the original manufacturer. They get them from various sources, and there's the potential that a counterfeit part might sneak in. So, again, here you are trying to buy this critical part. Try to get it from the manufacturer, for the manufacturer's rep. If you can't do that, you have to go to an independent distributor, and you don't want to just take whatever they offer you. You want to... Uh, insist there's paperwork to back up that it's original. You might want to send it to a test lab to verify it's original. And our standards talk about how to do that. They talk about contract clauses you can put uh, in your contracts to your distributors saying you have to follow these rules. And we have a number of standards that explain this. Uh, one standard that's sort of the most well-known one is called AS5553. And that is for the end user. So if I'm building an airplane or operating an airplane, I would insist that my suppliers all comply with AS5553. Now we have another standard. They have another standard, which Stan already mentioned, called AS6081. This is a standard that an independent distributor would follow to ensure that that distributor has a counterfeit parts control plan. And uh, so it's tailored to them. We have another one we're about to come out with for test labs and uh, a variety of standards trying to hit every part of the supply chain. I think you had a question, Stan, there? Yes, I did. It, it dawned on me as you were speaking, you were commenting about the manufacturers of aircraft mm-hmm. and, and 
automobiles used um, in the military, for instance. Right. And you, you commented about the manufacturer and the user. Does that actually apply? Does 5553 or the 6081 <clears throat> Obviously, we know it applies if we're in this industry to the military side. Does it apply to uh, the airplanes that I fly on from United Airlines or sure. other sure. airlines uh, as well? Sure. Uh, companies like Boeing and Airbus that uh, companies like Boeing and Airbus that uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, companies like Boeing and Airbus that manufacture the aircraft you fly on, they require that people have counterfeit parts control plans, like outlined in AS5553. So although the the whole interest in the anti-counterfeit movement did start in the government sector with NASA and the U.S. Department of Defense, it has spread to other parts of the world, and it has spread to commercial aviation. So on the technical committees that we have that develop these standards, there's strong participation from companies like Boeing Commercial. So yes, you will see the same safeguard, the same requirements. And the other thing you find is that the same supply chain uh, will supply uh, both sectors. If somebody is making aircraft parts, they will often sell them to Boeing Commercial as well as the military side of Boeing as well as companies like Lockheed and Northrop and Raytheon and others that sell, uh, that produce uh, aircraft and aerospace items for military sector. So the work you're doing, although we, it, those of us in the industry uh, tend to think of it as being uh, the government side of things, it really is much broader, much wider than that, and, and really does affect each of us individually that is involved. One one other quick question. We are going to be coming up here on a break in just a minute, and we might not get a full answer to this, but does SAE also work with the automotive industry, the consumer automotive, the GMs and, and those folks, or is it not part of that group? No, SAE uh, is very strong in that area, and uh, a lot of people actually think of us as an automotive organization, but we obviously are very strong in aerospace and commercial vehicles like trucks and buses as well. But yeah, we're very active there. Uh, what's not clear, though, is to what extent the automotive uh, sector will embrace this anti-counterfeit approach. It's just uh, a little too soon to tell. Now that's, um, that's that's a bit scary. Uh, Bruce, if you don't mind holding on, we do need to break for station identification and a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. AOG, line down, current supplier cannot deliver? Then call Secure Components. We specialize in sourcing hard-to-find and highly allocated electronic components, hardware, and military aerospace parts. We can locate and test your items to ensure you're getting authentic parts every time, and we can deliver when you need them. Our supply chain management consists of decades of experience and works with trusted sources to locate your products when you need them most. Go to securecomponents.com and tell us what you need today. 
Does your company support U.S. government contracts? What have you done since May of 2014 to comply with the Department of Defense's DFARS requirements? These rules have changed the way all members of the supply chain procure electronic components and conduct business. Failure to comply can subject your organization to unquantifiable legal and financial liability. Visit SecureComponents.com to learn how the first AS6081 certified company leverages this new standard to support your need for obsolete electronics. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. Concord Components Incorporated is a trusted supply chain partner to major manufacturers and the U.S. government. We stock a wide range of products, including semiconductors, connectors, passive and electromechanical components. Concord provides a much broader range of products, as well as obsolete, hard-to-find, and long-lead time items. In addition to our inventory, we offer total bill of material solutions through our global sources and procurement services. For more information about Concord Components, visit ConcordComponents.com. Aging Aircraft Australia is a non-profit organization engaged in collaborative responses to sustainment challenges in Australia's fleets. Challenges often shared with its U.S. allies. Aging Aircraft Australia runs the annual Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Australia Conference, including its ongoing counterfeit avoidance campaign. More information can be found at www.agingaircraft.com.au forward slash AASC. That's aging with an E. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is People to People, working together for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Stan at stansalot.com. Again, that's Stan at stansalot.com. Now, back to People to People. Welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salot. Our show today is How Safe Are We? Update 2015. 2015, this is an update. Leading industry representatives and distribution professionals work hard to assure us about the safety of their manufactured products, while at the same time the medical professionals and research institutes are warning us 
that uh, many potentially life-threatening diseases could be caused by ingredients found in the same products. I am very pleased to share, uh, just as a side note here, I am working uh, currently with a couple with a uh, firm out of Louisiana. Uh, it's a medical firm in Louisiana, and we're we're putting together a show. Uh, both on radio and perhaps uh, this will get into TV as well. We're actually going to talk about the toxicity of products and how they affect uh, the human body as well as the uh, pets and animals. Uh, The folks I'm working with in Louisiana have both uh, human uh, medical clinics as well as veterinary clinics. So it's uh, it's coming. I'll keep you posted on how that uh, comes together and when when we'll uh, we'll start airing uh, those topics. Today, however, I have Mr. Bruce Mahone from SAE, a uh, scholar in all sense of the word. Uh, wor- uh, works for SAE and has been very uh, instrumental in the development of the anti-counterfeiting standards that SAE has. Welcome back to the show, Bruce. Thanks, Dan. Happy to be here. Uh, Bruce, happy to be, be here. Well, we certainly appreciate you participating as well. Before the break, uh, I was asking about the automotive industry, and I'd like to come back around to that a bit and we are familiar with the standards, and I say we are. You're helping us become familiar with some of the standards used in the uh, mitigation detection of counterfeit or anti-counterfeiting. Um, is this group of standards used outside of aerospace, avionics, military, or is it really just central to that that core industry? Or can well, you talk about it outside? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, whole idea of anti-counterfeit is an issue in every sector. Um, it's just more prominent in aerospace because the costs and uh, potential uh, disaster from having a bad part in an airplane is, is so huge. Um, other sectors like uh, automotive are looking into it, but they have long histories of reliable manufacturing, so they have their own quality systems and uh, controls in place. And as a a sector, they're not sure whether they want to move to the detailed um, uh, requirements we have for counterfeit parts control plans. But I've been in discussions with them, and that's under consideration. What I do know is that the U.S. Department of Defense, along with NASA and the uh, U.K., the United Kingdom Ministry of Defense, and all of their contractors, which is a huge bunch of big companies plus all of their small suppliers, are all starting to require our SAE standards for counterfeit avoidance. That's certainly good to hear. Oh, it is good. And since they'll be required uh, that won't just include aircraft, it'll include anything the Department of Defense buys. So it'll be a requirement for people supplying car trucks, car parts, truck parts, medical devices, uh, so many things. If you sell them to the U.S. military, you'll be required to comply with these anti-counterfeit standards and have a counterfeit parts control plan. 
So let's say there's three companies making that make automotive brakes. Well, two of them sell those automotive brakes to the, to the U.S. Department of Defense. They will have to redesign their systems to have an anti-counterfeit plan built in. And then they're going to brag about it in their marketing <laughs> literature. And the one company that may not sell anything to the Department of Defense will now be at a disadvantage because that guy can't brag that he meets the SAD and a counterfeit standards, and he'll probably have to comply with them just to compete. So all of a sudden, there will be a company that doesn't do any defense work that sells brake pads to the general public, but all of a sudden, he complies with our standard, and that's sort of the way I see it snowballing. Again, if you think of the quality management systems, there was no ISO 9000 20 or 25 years ago. Now, every reputable company you want to do business with brags about being compliant with that standard or, or a weighted one. And right. I think we'll see the same thing in anti-counterfeit standards. So by hook or by crook, I think you'll see counterfeit parts control plans everywhere in five years, and they will end up being as pervasive then as quality management systems are today. Now, I must admit that I'm, I'm pleased to hear that. Um, you mentioned... Uh, automotive brakes, and I am aware from prior work that I've done that automotive brakes were one of the things that were being counterfeited, although, as I recall, they were they were actually being sold into the aftermarket as opposed to the new product market. Uh, yeah, that's where most of the problems have come. I think companies, you know, your Ford and General Motors and Honda, I think, they have very good controls over their supply chain, and you don't hear about counterfeit parts showing up in there. Um, but in the aftermarket, there are stories, actually horror stories, about uh, things like brakes and Freon and all kinds of things. You know, I've been told that half of the automobile accidents in Saudi Arabia are caused by counterfeit brake pads. Um, just these little anecdotal stories you hear, and which is why I think over time, either because there will be so many accidents, unfortunately, and governments will start to require it, or because of things like I just said, the supply chain having to meet SA standards to do government work, I think the problem will be mitigated, but I think it will take some time to get instituted. It's certainly... It's certainly moving, as as best I can tell, down the right path, although much slower than I think many of us would would like it to be moving. Uh, hopefully that movement is is sure. Uh, it's not just a, a blip on the on the radar at this point. Um, and you you mentioned another point. Uh, I don't know how involved you've been in this, but there are there are a number of other countries and particularly the emerging countries that have been identified as having significant uh, both counterfeit and hazardous substance problems, product problems, where they, they're actually the recipients of a lot of this in part because they're emerging, their economies are small and growing, and people aren't as familiar with the higher quality or the the more probably the more significant thing is 
that the prices charged for counterfeits and hazardous <coughs> substances tend to be be lower, which is yeah, nice. Go ahead. Yeah, there's always there's always that. I mean, there is a cost for quality, you know. I mean, an obvious example is there's a lot of there's a huge cost difference between buying a a new car from a Chevrolet dealer or going to Joe's used car and getting one that you know claims it's only two years old but might have all kinds of problems built in that you don't know about. Uh, you pay a premium to get the brand new car that you know came directly from a Chevrolet plant. Um, right. The same way with, with anything, whether you're talking medical supplies, automotive parts, uh, pharmaceuticals, there's always somebody that unfortunately will make a counterfeit product and sell it cheaper. Um, so if you're in a developing com- country where they don't have the regulatory systems in place and the uh, Customs and Border Patrol to check things at the border and no way of verifying whether something came from the legitimate original manufacturer, you will be taken advantage of. And sometimes you will get a part that is counterfeit but still works and is safe. Sometimes you'll get a counterfeit which doesn't work or is very unsafe. And uh, I think it's just going to take time and effort in all of these countries to get the counterfeit the procedures to avoid counterfeits in place. One of the questions uh, that that I'm often asked uh, when I do a guest spot on a show or when I'm speaking at uh, various engagements that I talk at is the impact of the Internet when it comes to the procurement of parts. Now, I raise this question uh, kind of out of the blue for this discussion, but I'm, I am curious if that's something that's been a topic of discussion with the folks you work with in setting up these standards. Um, if it's something that is high on the radar or low on the radar as far as the, the mitigation of hazardous or uh, counterfeiting particularly. Oh, it, it is a very big point, and it's discussed all the time in those circles because it is so easy to uh, go on the Internet and order something. I've even done that myself at times with replacement parts for computers. Like I had a hard drive crash once on me with an old computer. I went on the Internet, and somebody had this unbelievably cheap uh, <laughs> hard drive I could get. Well, I ordered it from some company I'd never heard of, and it was unbelievably cheap, and it was the right size to fit in my computer and the connection plugged in, but it just didn't work. (laughs) Whereas if I'd gone and bought it from the manufacturer or from some reputable firm that, you know, got stuff directly from the manufacturer and there are plenty of companies that do that, you know, they have clear licensing agreements with the manufacturer. I probably would have paid twice as much, but I would have gotten one that works. And and that's just one silly example from my life from 10 years ago. Um, there are many people that, uh, I mean, I know organizations that have computers that when inventory runs low in a certain part or component, the computer looks around the Internet, finds the best price and places in order, and there's not even a person involved. Oh, geez. And, of course, that is an invitation to get taken advantage of. 
Absolutely. So, yeah, the Internet makes it easier and faster to get anything these days. I mean, you can get really good stuff and really bad stuff and really harmful stuff. Um, I was actually, so it just takes some skill and it takes some procedures to ensure that you're getting the right things. I was actually at a conference with Homeland Security and one of the leading inspectors, um, I think he was a senior manager, was showing us the changes going on that they're aware of with the internet sales of counterfeits and how the counterfeiters are actually have they, they've actually learned to increase their prices such that it doesn't look as ridiculously cheap as it used to they've learned that they can actually discount by 5 or 10% off of the going price and still do a heck of a business that makes sense, because we know if the price looks too low, we usually say to ourselves, it's too good to be true, and it usually is. So a lot of people, if they know the going rate for something is $100, and they see it on sale for 20 they'll think it's fake, which it may be, but it's for 80 well, I can understand a 20% discount. <laughs> yes. So I understand uh, that. I understand that. Yeah, unfortunately, I have to admit to having been uh, taken by that one as well, I I fell into that with my, again, my Dell computer. Uh, it turned out that I, I could have swore I was buying a good battery for it. And unfortunately, uh, when I sat down and at a meeting with somebody from Dell who knew what the difference is, he showed me uh, that I had actually purchased a, a counterfeit. And that one, that one was interesting because the case, the outer case was actually a Dell case. To the battery. Everything wow. inside was what was counterfeited. Interesting. They actually, the counterfeiters actually got a hold of real battery plastic and put counterfeit parts inside of it. And when I was having difficulty with it uh, going dead, you know, within hours, brand new battery going going dead within literally a half hour to 45 minutes, uh, the gentleman, Gary, actually showed me why it was doing that. Obviously, I took the right steps. Listen, Bruce, we have uh, another break to take here for radio station identification and our sponsor's uh, period of time here. If you'll stay with me, we'll be back in just a minute. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Lansdale Semiconductor, the electronics company that created the semiconductor aftermarket, builds semiconductors for defense and military use, as well as commercial and automotive global industries. Lansdale Semiconductor still makes them like they used to. We have over 50 years producing high-rail integrated circuits. Our classic designs are timeless, just like the legendary cars where you might find our products. For more information about Lansdale Semiconductor, visit lansdale.com. Did you know that hazardous substances and counterfeit material can be in everything we buy? From new clothing, cars, toys, power cords, and charging units, to your garden hose and the drywall in your home. 
Did you know that many of these toxins or counterfeits have been found to cause infertility, birth defects, autism, obesity, and diabetes, which can be passed down from parents to children? It's nearly impossible to know the ingredients in these products, yet Stan Salat Jr., author and creator of the not-for-profit HSF Mark Alliance and Counterfeit Avoidance Mark Alliance, believes that consumers have the right to know the type and amount of hazardous materials in the products we buy. Are you a retailer, a manufacturer, a manager, and a person who cares about the safety of the products you sell and buy? Protect your assets, your job, and your family now. Tell Stan that you want his help. Contact BQPM today. Visit our website at www.bqpm.com or call toll-free 877-415-0191. BQPM.com. Together, we are working for your safety. The world has changed. You need a trusted supplier that mitigates risk at every stage of manufacturing. C-Trends utilizes Providence Marking Technologies to provide a unique security solution when addressing the challenges of supply chain security. Item pedigree, brand protection, and theft. In these times of fraud and counterfeiting, customers depend on C-Trends for a higher level of trust and service when it comes to their supply chain needs. Visit our website at ctrends.com for more information. Aging Aircraft Australia is a non-profit organization engaged in collaborative responses to sustainment challenges in Australia's fleets, challenges often shared with its U.S. allies. Aging Aircraft Australia runs the annual Aircraft Airworthiness and Sustainment Australia Conference, including its ongoing counterfeit avoidance campaign. More information can be found at www.agingaircraft.com.au forward slash AASC. That's aging with an E. Secure Components is proud to be the first independent distributor certified to the Department of Defense adopted AS6081 Counterfeit Avoidance Standard. Our clients view us as partners in counterfeit avoidance because we share our source of supply. We have earned their trust to procure electronic and mechanical components specifically when their requirements are obsolete or unavailable from authorized sources. Visit SecureComponents.com today to learn why the largest aerospace, defense, and technology companies in the world partner with Secure Components. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com This is People to People, working together for your safety. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to Stan at StanSalat.com. Again, that's Stan at StanSalat.com. Now, back to People to People. Hello, and welcome back to People to People, working together for your safety. I'm your host, Stan Salat. Our show today is How Safe Are We? Update 2015. My guest, Bruce Mahone, a senior fellow at uh, SAE, uh, the group that's uh, been most... Um, Noted, I guess, would be one way to say it, uh, has really been leading the anti-counterfeit uh, standards development work and conformity assessment work, is my guest today on the show, and we've been talking about um, all things anti-counterfeit, a little bit of restriction of hazardous substances. We've kind of delved in a little bit to the aerospace military uh, side of the uh, 
the issue. We've also talked a little bit about the consumer side in the automotive industry. And I'd like to, if, if you will, Bruce, to start out uh, this shorter segment, um, what lies, uh, the, the question that, that's come to mind here is, what lies ahead of us in the ongoing battle between counterfeits and no counterfeits, hazardous substances uh, in our products and hazardous substances, safe products, if you will? And I know we've been talking a lot about this relative to electronics. Is that is there anything going on outside of the electronics in your world, or is it really focused just on electronic components? Uh, thanks, that Dan. Was, that, that, was, that was a whole bunch. <laughs> that's okay. That's an excellent question. Um, this program we have at SAE to develop anti-counterfeit standards, which, again, we've been at it for about, about six or eight years, it did start with electronic parts, because that was the most obvious and the most blatant issue being dealt with uh, in the aerospace and defense sector, where I focus most of my work. But then, once that was done, and that started to show success, other folks within the aerospace and defense sector started bringing up many other challenges they were having, and a lot of organizations have actual data on where they, they've encountered counterfeits. So we moved out of just electronics into other areas, such as mechanical parts. There have been uh, counterfeit fasteners. There have been counterfeit bearings, counterfeit O-rings. Oh, wow. And they're starting, and all of these things, of course, can be devastating if they fail on a vehicle at high speeds, or especially in the air. Uh, one of the more interesting ones we've had is counterfeit uh, Freon. Because, as you probably know, in the last several years, because of environmental reasons, the Freon, which is a cooling agent for air conditioning, uh, the Freon that's used in automobiles and trucks has been replaced with other substances, substances which are better for the environment. Because typically the Freon that has been used in vehicles, although it cools very well, is uh, very bad for the uh, environment. So new, new products have come out that work well and uh, do cool the uh, interior of the vehicles and are not so environmentally hazardous. But the problem is people have been getting a hold of stockpiles of the old refrigerants and labeling them as though they're the new ones, oh which goodness. has a number of problems. First of all, um, they're not is environmentally friendly, so you have the environmental problem. Secondly, if you put the old the old Freon in a new vehicle, which has been designed to run with the new Freon variants, it could damage it. And the real problem is, if you mix the old Freon with the new Freon, it can very easily explode. So there's a lot of reasons why it's very bad to have the old Freon labeled as new, and that's what's counterfeit about it. You're misrepresenting it. It, it is legitimate old Freon, but you're saying it's the new Freon, so it, it, it's, it's counterfeit. And uh, so one of our committees is just finishing up a new standard on how to buy Freon and how to ensure that you don't have the wrong kind. So we're starting to move into many, many sectors and many, many areas, but the principles are generally the same. If you want to make sure you get a good 
carb component, freon, titanium, whatever it is you want to buy, try to get it from the original manufacturer. And if you can't, don't just get it off the internet from the lowest bidder. Get it from some reputable outfit that has can maintain the paperwork to show you the pedigree of it. And if necessary, send it to a test lab to verify its authenticity before you accept it. You're speaking to somebody that's uh, that's very uh, appreciative of the work you're doing to, to help bring the standards and conformity assessment programs in place. Obviously, if it's new products being manufactured, then the likelihood is you are buying components, the parts from new manufacturing sources. But that, I guess, isn't always true either. That's true. You know, you need to find out whether it's a legitimate manufacturing source or, you know, somebody doing something nefarious and pretending he's a reputable organization, just like your hard drive. Somebody manufactured that thing. They had to find the, <laughs> the, the plastic box that said Dell, and they had to put all the stuff in there and attach the wires. But they weren't, they weren't legitimate. They weren't honest, and they put in stuff that doesn't work or didn't work for more than an hour. <laughs> and, so, and yeah. As I shared with you uh, during the break, you add to that that the the International Chamber of Commerce is, is on record. In fact, it was a CNN program where they had announced or shared that uh, they're predicting in 2015 revenues mm-hmm. generated from counterfeit materials and products will reach $1.77 trillion. Wow. Can you imagine how many of us are buying counterfeit Gucci bags and sneakers, Nike sneakers? I mean, the list goes on. We're talking about something uh, that's, that's... critical to our defense, critical to our our country overall and other countries. And the other thing that has been shared both by the UN ODC, the Office on Drugs and Crime, as well as the International Chamber of Commerce, um, a lot of this $1.7 trillion or $1.77 trillion, to be more precise, is actually being used to fund terrorism which absolutely blows me away. I mean, wow. We're, we're, it's, like, it's, it's, like the, it's like the new bank robbers. Yes. They used to go rob banks to get money for nefarious activities. Now they're selling counterfeit parts. Now they just, they just jump on the Internet or they run down to Canal Street in, uh, in New York or Canal Street in New Orleans or you name it. Um, and unfortunately, there's there's too many of us that are still uh, still willing to be deceived in ways that we shouldn't be. That's right. Um, I do appreciate you sharing the uh, the information on the non electronics. I know that's a big thing. I've got a a couple of guests coming up over the next. Uh, few weeks here that are actually in the business of mechanical uh, distribution, part uh, distributing mechanical parts. And I know from experience in discussions with the U.S. Navy that they suffer from 
particularly uh, latches and, and hinges and various things you wouldn't think about that are being counterfeited with substandard uh, metal parts. So it, it's, it's all over. I mean, it, it truly yep. is all over. Absolutely. Uh, Bruce, we're, we're right at the, that end point of the show. I, if you would, uh, if you any last comments before I um, take us over and, and thank all the good folks that uh, help make the show possible? Uh, just to let you know that there are very smart, dedicated, hardworking people working to avoid counterfeits. And it's going to take time, money, and effort to make this work. But things are moving in a positive direction. And if we continue to have uh, the support of the uh, government uh, purchasers at NASA and the Department of Defense, and we continue to have support of the uh, aerospace supply chain, I think we'll see great success. So I appreciate your efforts and always happy to be on your show, Stan. Thank you. Thank you very much, Bruce. And uh, my hat goes off to you and all the folks you work with. Um, I really do. And I think all of us on the uh, in the audience here would say that we appreciate all the hard work that you folks and the, the 100,000 plus engineers do to, to try and help keep us safe. People Sounds to people. Great. Thank you. People to people. Working together for your safety is dedicated to bringing people together to share knowledge and create a safer environment for us all. If you have a question, agree, or disagree with the information we are sharing, send me an email with your comments or questions to stan at stansalot.com. You can also join me and in, uh, in, uh, share your thoughts on my Twitter account at stansalotjr. That, again, is Stan Salat, J-R. Um, our sponsors, just quickly, our platinum sponsors, Business and Quality Process Management, LLC. Secure Components, uh, Secure Components at uh, securecomponents.com. <coughs> Excuse me. Our bronze sponsors, C-Trends, uh, Supply Chain Specialist, Concord Components, Incorporated, and Aging Aircraft and Sustainment, the conference in Australia. Don't forget our good friends down under. I'd like to uh, recognize the supporting staff that make all this possible. Uh, from the Voice America group, we've got Brandy Jackson, our general manager, Robert Cellino, executive producer, Randy Jackman, our production manager, Jeffrey Gerstel, our director of host services, from People to People, Christina Clark, People to People Administration Coordinator, and Yulia Coach, Coach Branding and People to People Production Manager. I want to thank you for joining me on People to People, working together for your safety. Remember, change only happens when people come together and work together. Your help in the fight against the proliferation of hazardous substances and counterfeiting of consumer products could save a life. Until next week, I'm your host, Stan Slott, wishing you a safe and healthy life. Thank you for listening. 
Please join host Stan Salat for next week's edition of People to People, working together for your safety. We'll have another show next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a safe, toxic, and counterfeit-free week. We'll be right back.